Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am back and I am known as your mayor of PHNX. Uh, this show, of course, is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review. You know, Jesse, of course, my vice mayor is a five-star man. And that is who I'm introducing now, uh, who's been holding it down for me while I was out with the stomach flu and COVID and everything else, apparently, that has afflicted me when I try to leave town for a fun weekend. Uh, it's the Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Derek, your your voice sounds like 80% of you. Like I'm it's, almost it's there. Most, it's mostly there. It's not. We're not yeah. quite at full mayoral status right now. I'm but, coming back uh, online. It's taken some time to load. Uh, I definitely had quite the weekend in Washington, D.C. And uh, let me tell you. I uh, do not recommend getting any of this stuff. I, I definitely don't recommend the stomach flu. That was especially bad. Uh, but I yeah. do recommend if you're in Washington, D.C., going and do some sightseeing because I did uh, enjoy that, at least in the frigid temperatures and everything else. But you know what? I'm back. You're back. We're here, Jesse. And of course, we have actual news to talk about a lot of it so much that we're having a hard time fitting it into the show and let's start off with brandon buckingham's comment about the baseball writers association should be ashamed and i don't disagree with him <laughs> i don't disagree with him but we will get to that shortly of course the big news right now is that for the first time since the owners lockout started on december 2nd the players association and mlb held bargaining sessions on back-to-back days jesse they did imagine they, that back-to-back they, yeah, they days put in, they put in a whole week's worth of work in one in back-to-back days. It's kind of crazy. Um, the one thing I'm noticing is there seems to now be a sense of urgency. Uh, things are proceeding. Apparently, the minor league players are getting their spring training assignments. So there will still be spring training baseball, even if there's no season. Uh, like, even if there's no agreement yet, it sounds like we will still have spring training baseball. Uh, with minor league players, which is kind of wild to me. Uh, but as this progress kind of, uh, or as, as we progress along this line, it seems to me, Jesse, like the players association is slowly losing ground on the owners in this, in this negotiation process. Well, I mean, we, we heard two numbers today that were uh, not exactly close to each other. And I think give a pretty fair indication of where the negotiations are at. Right. Um, yes. This had to do with uh, with pre-arbitration, uh, basically a pre-arbitration bonus pool uh, that players in their first few years before they hit arbitration, just an opportunity for some of the best, youngest players in the game. I think it was the top 30 that they were shooting for in terms of war. And uh, they basically set up a system where the top 30 um, in war would have an opportunity to earn money from this bonus pool. The players, Derek, wanted $105 million. And the owners offered ten million. Ten million. Uh, and yes. I am I am no negotiating expert, but no. uh, we're a little we're a little far apart uh, on those negotiations. But to your point, yes, uh, the two sides are meeting, and and they're meeting with consistency and in some sense of urgency, which is more than we've been able to say throughout this entire process. Um, and let me ask you this, Jesse: Isn't uh, <laughs> isn't this kind of ridiculous for today's day and age, where we have so many players making so much money and yet here we are uh arguing over a 105 million dollar pool that's going to be shared amongst the top players in the game players mind you who 
bring value to your product, right? Players that are going to be considered superstars because you're talking about the guys that are top 30 in war, right? I I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's kind of wild to me at times to see teams throwing out a half a billion dollars in contracts, but then the owners are also squabbling over things like this $105 million pool that seems pretty reasonable to me as far as uh, to pay bonuses out to the top, top 30 players, right? Top 30 players are supposed to uh, divide $10 million amongst them. The top 30 players already make so much damn money that you mean to tell me that like an extra 500,000 K or whatever is going to mean much to them. Well, well, this is, I mean, this is pre-arbitration. So these are players who are in their first few years. So you're not talking about max superstars. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be very dumb, but you're right. I'm just saying it, it does feel like they're squabbling over a pretty small amount of money in the grand scheme of things. I think the reason they're doing that is because, Pre-arbitration players, I mean, that's where teams like the Diamondbacks, teams like the Rays, your smaller market teams really capitalize on those years, right? That's where you can have really good players that you're paying like less than a million a year. Um, And and, I mean, 100 million might not sound like a whole lot. You split that up over 30 players. You know, that's an average of around 3 million or so per guy that you're giving uh, that are, you know, it's being paid out in that pool. Uh, which compared to their current salary is a lot. I mean, their current salary right now, the minimum is right around 600K right now. So adding 370,500 is right. where it's at, right? Right. And so adding right now, 3 million onto that is pretty significant. So I, I guess that's where the owners are, are coming from on this. But again, I mean, you, what you said is right. And yeah, I kind of jumped on, on the fact that, yeah, you're talking about uh, younger players, but <laughs> again, these are the future stars of, of the league. Right. And right, right. I, I don't see a reason why, like, like what you said, they're, they're not making very much money. They are going to make much money. They are going to make money, but baseball seems to be this game at times that is built on promising the payday later down the road. And then at times giving it when guys don't really seem to deserve that much yeah. money for the rest of their career or for the rest of their productive, uh, their, their production, their, their value, you know? Um, and, and like you said, they, they, right now they are a bit closer on raising the minimum salary uh, to $615,000 for players with zero to one years of service time. Uh, the league previously offered 600,000 MLB, MLBPA was seeking 775,000. Um, so, uh, MLB did not change its proposal for a set $650,000 salary for players with one to two years of service time and $700,000 for players with two to three years of service time. So like I said, this whole thing uh, is is about those early years and honestly getting the best players, I feel like, in the league, the, the money that they kind of deserve when they're producing at, at a young age early in their career, right? You know, I... Yeah. I Sometimes when you look at at the impact that some young players have had on on the league, they they immediately started posting you know huge numbers once they got up to to the majors and and that's where they stayed and it just doesn't seem justifiable at times to play pay them uh, as little as this just because they're in their first couple of years of their contract. But baseball, the way they handle salaries, this entire process is just crazy to me. Yeah. And um, you know, I I don't know. It's it is, uh, and we'll we'll talk about obviously the Hall of Fame vote, but at times it feels like baseball uh, doesn't do itself 
any good in promoting its own sport by having all of these fights between players and unions and baseball writers and, and fans and all of this stuff right now that's very contentious going on with baseball. I think every everyone is hated right now, right? Yeah, everyone hates uh, like. the baseball, the baseball writers association of America. We hate them. We hate the owners, right? Some people hate the players' union. There's just a lot of uh, a lot of very contentious things happening in the game right now. So you're you're very right. It's unfortunate. And and, and I don't mean to immediately say that the MLBPA is giving up, but at times, you know, they're no longer seeking to tie free agency to player age. They've given up on that. Uh, MLB Players Union offered to decrease the revenue sharing increase they requested from $100 million to $30 million. There's a huge concession immediately. Uh, yeah. MLB, meanwhile, staying steadfast in, in saying that they're not going to change their current revenue sharing formula at all. Uh, and management source predicts that the union will give that up in trade too, according to John Heyman. So right now what we're seeing is it, it feels like the MLBPA is – really sticking to their guns on the young players getting paid. And outside of that, yeah. it seems like they might end up giving up on a lot of these other issues. And they're probably going to concede on, on a lot of these pay issues for the younger players as well. They'll, they'll get something, but definitely not what they wanted at the start of these negotiations. Yeah. The I mean, the owners uh, at the end of the day, the owners have a little bit more leverage here than, than the players do. Right. I mean, they're Absolutely. the ones writing the checks at the end of the day. There's not really a way to change that. So I think the players are, you know, they kind of came out shooting for the stars. So I think even from their perspective, they'd probably admit to you that, you know, they probably didn't expect to get everything they asked for. But sure, you're very absolutely. right that what's happened so far, the players are making more early concessions than the owners are. The owners really seem to be sticking to their guns on a lot of this stuff. Well, and like I said, with the minor league players getting their assignments for spring training and things proceeding as far as that goes, right? I, I mean, a lot of times spring training are for these minor league guys anyway. It's their chance to get a, yeah. a look at from the team. It's their chance to maybe win a spot on the 40-man roster. There's all sorts of implications for their career and their season that could be started or, you know, at least getting some eyes on them in spring training. I feel like we're not going to miss the the one to two innings from the normal starters, you know, as much during the spring training if they proceed with having spring training. And that gives them some more time to negotiate. And honestly, it I don't I, I think that it once again puts pressure on the players. It's not alleviate. It's not alleviating pressure from the owners because the owners can have a plan where they can almost use minor league players for the time being, leading up to opening day, as almost like scabs during this situation, and have <laughs> the minor league players fill in and play. You know, spring training. Right now, that's going to be that's going to be the first thing I think people are going to get riled up about is the minute we move into the end of February and the spring training schedule either is impacted or whatever. That was. That was going to be the point, I think, where people, fans, are going to start getting angry about this entire thing. But um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. This uh, this <laughs> the, this negotiations moving along at least gives me some hope, right? It's so ridiculous to say, look, we're excited that they talked in back-to-back -back days, but really, they've been they've been dragging their feet on this process so much that it actually is exciting that they've met for two consecutive days this week. <laughs> Well, they realized, Derek, that January 28th is only three days away. Oh, my God, So Jesse. they're starting to pick I, up the pace. I can't, I can't wait for this. <laughs> I can't wait for this day to be passed so we don't have to listen to this crap anymore. <laughs> I'll have you know, I don't know if you listened to the show yesterday, Derek, with uh, 
with uh, our, with our pal Jeff Weiser, but I might have made some concessions to Jeff that I don't know if I could. I don't think I would have the strength to make those concessions to you live on the air. So, I understand. I understand. Yeah, maybe I maybe we'll it. get there someday, but maybe. Anyway. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but Jesse, just as a reminder to you and to everybody else out there, there's only four teams remaining in the NFL playoffs right now, Jesse. And that yeah. means only four teams left for you to bet on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It was an insane weekend. Even though I was sick and I was bedridden, it was a great weekend to be bedridden because I got to watch yes. some of the most amazing <laughs> football games I heard on, on yesterday's podcast, because you think I don't listen to this when I'm not here, but I absolutely <laughs> listen. I heard your concession. I hear everything. I know everything about you, Jesse Friedman. And I know that you missed out on those games because you were out I doing did. crappy weekend crap. And I'm sorry. I, because I was. They were amazing. It really was like, especially if you're a fan of football, but unfortunately, like us, uh, Arizona Cardinals fans, your team was out of it. You didn't really have a personal stake in it as much, so you probably didn't get your heart broken. It was a, a weekend of just exciting games, but if you were a fan of one of the teams that lost, I'm sure this weekend wasn't as great to you as it was to the rest of us. I completely understand. Get back on your feet by counting down to Super Bowl 56 with new customers getting 56 to 1 odds on any team over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? Of course, you can do what I do and experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. You can buy multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Remember that pro tip when you go into the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that single-game parlay drop-down menu, and there are all sorts of fun additional legs you can add that wouldn't normally be there uh, if, if you were just trying to straight bet. So make sure to add some legs. Get your payout as big as possible and win yourself some money on the way to Super Bowl 56. Don't forget that the promo code is PHNX for those 56 to 1 odds at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And Jesse, I don't think my voice is going to make it. <laughs> well, hang in there, Derek, because I'm I trying. think the... The thing that is on people's minds the most today, we haven't even talked about yet. So we have not. I hope, I hope you have saved it. something, Derek. <laughs> I, I I definitely have saved a lot of yelling, and I'm gonna leave it all on the court. I'm gonna leave it all on the court. Uh, <laughs> Motion says, I heard someone say a few years ago that only writers who were writing for the MLB back when the players who are on the ballot were playing should be the only ones who are able to vote, and I agree. That's mm. a pretty interesting concept and i don't that, that makes too much sense it. that makes, that too makes much entirely sense. too much sense can't, yeah baseball yeah. can't do that <laughs> uh the the vote is official uh david ortiz is a first ballot hall of famer and is the only player elected in this year by the baseball writers association of america jesse no surprise here but yeah not really thoughts upset anger do you have anything left I mean, again, <laughs> is it is it even surprising to you? I wouldn't say I'm not surprised, but I still think it's important that we uh, that we talk about how much of a how much of an issue baseball has with this process right now. I mean, we all know that Barry Bonds. There's a pretty clear allegation regarding his usage of steroids uh, that is out, but David Ortiz is not exactly clean in that regard either. 
that's, so, that's the weirdest part about this whole yeah, situation. That, that's been the outcry across baseball today, and I couldn't agree more with that. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, from a numbers standpoint, Derek, um, I, I, I'm actually curious, Derek, if you were to guess who is number one in, in Major League Baseball in the history of baseball in war, who would you guess? You're probably gonna you're probably gonna get it right. Just guess the like the first name that comes to your mind. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. There you go. So Babe Ruth is number one on the list. Number two on the list is Barry Bonds. Number two is literally <laughs> is literally Barry Bonds. Number three is Willie Mays. And number one hundred and eighty-three on the list is David Ortiz. Oh my god. And yet and yet somehow today, and this is not in any way to take away from David Ortiz. That's I think he's a pretty yeah. worthy first ballot Hall of Famer. Like he is, I mean, he has been an excellent, excellent player in this sport. You hit um, the nail on the head. I agree with you 100% because that's what I feel like I'm doing when I'm making this argument. That's what I yeah, feel like I'm doing. Right, I feel right. like I am I am taking away from David Ortiz's day. I feel like I'm trying to, you know, uh muddy his his history and his past. I love David Ortiz and I uh, am a Diamondbacks fan first and a Yankees fan second. And I will say that because I was raised, I'm Puerto Rican. It's like, it's, it's a, it's like a, it's like a default setting for Puerto Ricans to immediately root for all New York teams uh, or Miami. One of those two, that's your choices, but uh, that was Miami, but we'll, we'll let it slide, Derek. Well, that's uh, I appreciate that. I, uh, (laughs) but I will say that, I've, I've talked about it in the past and, and like how definitive in my life, uh, how, 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 how changing the 2001 world series was for me and everything like that. Um, but my point is, is that I shouldn't like a Boston Red Sox. I, I shouldn't, I just shouldn't. It should be part of my DNA tattooed inside yeah. of me that I don't like a, a Boston Red Sox. And I will just say that David Ortiz is a great individual. He's a great guy. He is one of the best. Oh yeah. Brandon Buckingham says he may have to unsubscribe now that the mayor is a Yankees fan. I (laughs) not really. I'm just, I was trying to confess, uh, you know, truths here, but whatever, I guess we're, I I thought we were in the trust tree, but I guess we're not. Yeah, Keep keep that, keep that crap to yourself, Derek. We don't, we don't want to hear about your, your fandom for Uh, other cities that doesn't fly around here. (laughs) But my point being is that I think David Ortiz is getting in quite, quite a bit on the success that he brought to a franchise that uh, completely changed that franchise, right? The Boston Red Sox went from a joke to a team you couldn't feel safe having a lead against. The Boston Red Sox turned into a multi-time World Series uh, champion, and you can't deny what he brought to that team, but that's that's such a weird thing when people want to take factors like that in selectively. Right. It's like, yeah, he didn't have the best numbers, but he had good enough numbers and, you know, his career stats and everything he did for a while there, the way he led the team, all that's great. But, you know, again, where is it that he is okay, even though he has a PED incident against him? And then these other guys aren't, despite the fact that, like, did did Barry Bonds ever test positive or was it just it's always the scandal of him covering up? The fact yeah. that he used PDs and then get caught up in that whole uh, the, yeah. the uh, Florida, you know, clinic thing. Um, but the especially like when you talk about Schilling, who's just didn't get in based on kind of being a piece of shit and telling yeah. people he didn't want to <laughs> yeah. be elected right. into the Hall of Fame. Right. Uh, but like these are just weird reasons to me to not elect people in when the purpose of the hall 
is to honor the best players in the game, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I think that's the argument going around everywhere today. It's not taking away from David Ortiz as much as saying it's ridiculous at this point. Barry Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, they're all going to have to get in through the uh, – rever- was it it's like the era yeah, committee or something like that. Yeah, there's a committee that meets during the winter meetings that, that gives them still a shot this December. Yeah. And they're absolutely going to vote all of them in because it would be preposterous not to. And the point is to have that committee as as a catch-all for these kind of situations where they kind of want a little bit more unbiased, you know, uh people deciding rather than writers. Josh yeah. Rowich, who was a huge part of the Arizona Diamondbacks uh foundation or uh, organization is a uh, the president of the hall of fame now and yeah. it's kind of incredible to me because i love josh rouch he is one of uh yeah great the guy. best people i've met in baseball period and the fact mm-hmm. that he's doing this now doesn't surprise me at all he's he's an ambassador for the game he is one of the warmest people i know and he loves baseball more than anybody i've ever met josh rouch was saying today how you know if they take away from the writers because the writers were even saying like hey give us some direction on this stuff like how do you want us to feel about peds how do you want us to feel about that and the hall doesn't really want to provide direction their view on it is if we provide direction to the writers on how they should feel what their voting criteria should be whether morality should or shouldn't factor in takes that out of the human element and it just puts it right with the hall anyway so if they're going to direct them on who to vote in then the hall could just place people in the hall of fame without having the baseball writers vote. Right. Like this human element is part of the baseball hall of fame. And it has been since the beginning. The problem is controversies have changed over the years and what is and isn't a controversy and what is and isn't morally right. And that's, that's where I think the baseball game of baseball has changed. Plus it's hard to look at the baseball hall of fame at times and say that the best players are, are in the, in, in the hall of fame yeah Fre- freddie lindstrom is in the hall of fame freddie lindstrom averaged 212 hits and 17 home runs in the 1928 to 30 seasons and then he only played two full seasons because of ankle and back problems why <laughs> is that guy are you kidding me that guy's in the hall of fame you know like there are some <laughs> people in the hall of fame that when you start looking up old stats career batting averages of 249 you know, wars of like one, you know, stuff like that. It's kind of, and and a lot of them are elected in uh, by the veterans committee because the veterans committee tends to acknowledge some of those performances that, you know, the baseball writers aren't going to. And, uh, and honestly, when you start going through the list of some of the most obscure uh, players in the baseball hall of fame, most of them have been voted in by the veterans committee, whose job is to make sure that, you know, these guys don't get missed. So I think at the end of the day, that's probably what we're going to see. But I I just wonder, is this type of critical thinking when electing someone into the Hall of Fame partially responsible for this current state of the game's popularity? You know, like all of this arguing, all this fighting, the owner, the, you know, the lockout, the Hall of Fame, how is any of this helping the game of baseball right now? It just, I if if I was a, a casual fan, I feel like at times I would easily just, uh, walk walk away from this whole mess that's going on right now mm. yeah it's hard it's hard to know where to place the blame here right I mean we've placed the blame on Major League Baseball for a number of things when it comes to 
the lockout situation and all of that. It's easy to blame the owners. It's easy to blame Rob Manfred. But yeah, here, I mean, it's just the writers. And um, it, this is nice for us, Derek, because neither of us are currently members of the Baseball Writers Association of America. So we can kind of be the innocent outsiders uh, who just get to point fingers at people and whatnot. Um, I like but I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's really, uh, you know, we'd, we'd rather do that anyway. Um, but, you know, I mean, potentially down the road, uh, you know, potentially one or both of us are, are, you know, trying to make these same kinds of decisions. And I do want to point out, this is very, very hard. I mean, there's a lot of deserving players on the Hall of Fame ballot every year. And it's really tough to hold everything in balance and make sure that everyone gets the votes that that they deserve. So um, I, in some ways, uh, kind of sympathize with with the writers trying to make a decision that at times feels just very difficult. I don't think it's obvious, you know, if you're if you're giving more votes to Bonds and you're giving more votes to Schilling and Roger Clemens and Sammy Sosa, you're going to have to get those votes from somewhere, right? You're going to have to take them away from other people. And you know that other people are going to get mad over the votes that are taken away from the other guys that are now no longer pulling in as many. So you're always, I mean, you're never going to make everyone happy in this process, but yeah. I think I, I think there's no way getting around the fact that that this was not a good day for for baseball. And Jeff Passan actually wrote about this um, today or yesterday uh, on ESPN, and he wrote an article that was kind of along the lines of what you said in our last live show that it is important just for the story of baseball that the that the story of the steroid era gets told, and that the people who are at the forefront of that era of this game are still represented in the Hall of Fame. Even if it means being upfront about what they did and upfront about, you know, the fact that Barry Bonds took this game to a level that it was never intended to go, right? He took this way too far in terms of what he was willing to do. That's something like what Jeff Passan said. And uh, and I think it's it's totally correct. I mean, it's it's this idea that those stories should still be told. They should still be in the Hall of Fame because of the greatness of those players. But we just have to also be willing to be forthright about what happened. And unfortunately, that balance wasn't really struck properly here. You know, what's wild to me, Jesse, is the one thing about baseball is. I've read so many books about how people have cheated over the years, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's the one sport that I can recall and not not just reading books historically about it, but experiencing it in my lifetime that how cheating just swung from one thing to the next one thing to the next right corked Hmm. bats was the big cheating when i was like first really getting into baseball you're right baseball has more cheating culture than other sports than any other sport there is this there is an uh, article i read about like greenies and i've always heard about greenies right and greenies was like a drug that players used to take like an upper before a game greenies were meth that's what greenies were. They were methamphetamine mixed into clubhouse coffee is what they were. And it's just wild to me to think that a sport that at one time had players taking meth before the games to get prepared is mad about Barry Bonds and other players using more sophisticated forms of science that are way healthier than doing cocaine or methamphetamine to get ready for a game. And they are going out there and, you know, they, they're 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 calling this guy a cheater somehow you know it's wild doc ellis threw a, a no hitter on lsd 
You know what I mean? I have a baseball card commemorating it right next to me. There are a lot of weird things with drugs and stuff. Willie Mays and Hank Aaron took greenies before every game, I guess. I heard that too. I'm not yeah. trying to throw out any <laughs> accusations, but what he's saying is the stuff I've read as well. Um, it's mm -hmm. it's just a weird part of the culture. So it seems yeah. weird to me now to start focusing on what it seems like the guys you couldn't catch. Like the guys that were always one step ahead of just because that's what happened with David Ortiz, right? David Ortiz got popped. They, they, it, you know, it, it happened and then he moved on with his career. I think at times the elusive nature of some of these guys and their ability to always stay one head step ahead and not get caught is at times what infuriates people and might have yeah. that, you know, have that aura around them. I, I don't know. I, I can't, yeah. I can't explain it because again, you could say what you want about certain guys shilling again, requested people don't vote him in. So would you be that surprised that they didn't? Shilling didn't even Bonds. cheat, man. He didn't even I know cheat. Schilling didn't and... even cheat. He just talked shit. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's just on the other side of a lot of people's, um, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's the opposite of how a lot of people view and think. And I understand like Brett Johnson says here, being a racist and taking greenies equals Hall of Famer, but steroids and talking mean to press, no Hall of Fame for you, sir. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely mm -hmm. what it's starting to feel like, you guys. And I think that sucks, but uh, we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, I know that the veterans, uh, you know, the, that veterans committee will most likely not leave those guys out. And that includes yeah. Kurt Schilling who will most likely go in uh, wearing a Diamondbacks hat. And yeah, uh, we'll be, despite... we'll be, uh, we'll be in a very weird place come December if that happens. And we're in like this celebration mode, but we don't really know if Kurt will even be happy about this. And it, it'll, yeah. some Diamondbacks fans probably won't be too happy about it either. So we'll cross yeah. that bridge when we get there. That'll be an interesting time if that happens. It's, and, and that's, that's still such a weird thing to me, but the, the this whole thing. The most important thing, though, I think here is today our, uh, one of our favorite pitchers, Zach Gallon, tweeted this out. Yeah. And Zach Gallon said, with, by the way, the amazing profile picture update there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> growing up means realizing Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. And it's really that simple. It really is. Um, but you guys can go over to our phnxlocker.com. Don't forget about that. We have all sorts of amazing t-shirt designs. Uh, I wore them all weekend long in DC and got quite the looks, uh, mostly hateful looks from people that root for the opposite teams, but it didn't matter. I was, uh, enjoying myself shirts when it was like 25 degrees outside I or whatever was happening. Over I there. didn't make good decisions, Jesse. I did not make good decisions. That's <laughs> I that, told you how you got sick. I ended up with stomach flu and COVID. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but you can head to phnxlocker.com and pick up any sticker pack for just $5 and grab any t-shirt for just $29.99 and be the envy of all of your friends. And you know what? Then don't wear it out in frigid temperatures in foreign cities um, where you could possibly get sick with COVID like I did. But uh, I'll tell you this much, too. If you haven't already done so, please check out gophnx.com. If you haven't signed up to become a member, if you are sick and tired of all of that other coverage you get, on Valley Sports, you can expect in-depth features, film breakdown, exclusive videos, discounts over at the phnxlocker.com, and the most engaging discussion uh, over on our members-only Discord. Uh, become a PHNX member and unlock a world of Arizona sports coverage you'd never imagined possible. Uh, head to gophnx.com, and you can become an annual member. You'll get that free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. 
or take the month-to-month option and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents for signing up. It's time to redefine what it means to be an Arizona sports fan. It's time to go PHNX. And we appreciate you guys tuning in. Obviously, you can get Jesse and myself on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K, and I am still alive. I'm not dead yet, bitch. Uh, You can get Jesse... At Jesse N. Friedman, you can get our show at PHNX underscore D-backs, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please leave us a review if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app and subscribe to us there. Then jump over to YouTube, or if you're in YouTube, either way, subscribe to us there as well and sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the amazing content coming out from the PHNX team. Uh, Look, you know, the Cardinals, they let us down. But let's be honest. What we saw in that divisional round, they would have gotten smashed there. So let's just be happy. <laughs> let's just be happy the Suns are as good as they are. Let's hang on to there them with both hands for right now. And let's hope the Diamondbacks can somehow claw their way back up to 500. We'll see what happens this season. I know I'm still holding out hope. Uh, but that's just that's just for the season to happen, let alone you know what the Diamondbacks will do. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much on checking out the show. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we thank you guys. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you get over your own goddamn feelings and elect the people that should be in the Hall of Fame into the Hall of Fame.